0: Phil Jackson was in my jury pool. It must have been early 1978, since Summer of Sam was 1977, and I still use that as a benchmark for time. In the late 70s, I was in my long hair, living on couches phase, but I still followed the Knicks in decline from their championship Frazier years. During those days, you could see professional athletes around town smoking in a diner or taking the subway, but my eyes still popped seeing my favorite bench warmer, in the Manhattan courthouse's cobwebbed, all-brown waiting room. This lady was reading us a spiel about how important a civic duty it was to serve on a jury, but I just kept staring at Phil's great mustache and his perfectly worn-in leather bomber jacket as he crammed into a tiny waiting room chair, figuring out where to put his legs. Holy shit, that's number 18, I thought. A judge introduced the case. A husband and wife, junkies, arrested during a big row in Tompkins Square. I could feel the collective disappointment and relief that we didn't get the Berkowitz case. And I kept looking to see how Phil Jackson reacted to things. When they announced it was a domestic abuse trial, he raised his left eyebrow. This eyebrow matched his mustache perfectly. The same color, hair texture, maybe even the same length. I wanted to walk over and touch it. They shepherded us into the wood-paneled courtroom where the jury selection process began. If you've never been on a jury, I'll break it down for you. The judge picks 16 people, 12 jurors and 4 alternates from the pool to be the jury, and the lawyers interview them. As potential jurors get interviewed, it becomes clear who's biased, who doesn't really speak English, and who's a psychopath. Each lawyer gets to dismiss 6 candidates, who get replaced, with a new random juror from the pool until voila the all-american jury is assembled given all the metal shit I had in my face and that I didn't bother wearing a normal outfit I knew I wouldn't get chosen I was too similar to the crummy East Village people who were on trial but would they choose Phil every time a new juror was swapped in I crossed my fingers like a little kid hoping they'd pick Phil's number I stared at him from across the room Watching him nap or meditate during the downtime, and contentedly listened to the other jurors being interviewed when someone was at the podium. Using all my strength, I tried willing his selection into being. Philip Douglas Jackson, the judge called. Oh, fuck, yes, I nearly said aloud. I'm sure I smiled huge and looked around the jury pool frantically to make eye contact with another fan. But those were also weird times in New York. Not a lot of trust in strangers or eye contact. I remember to this day, no one visibly shared my excitement that it was Phil's time to shine. Phil twisted his big lanky body out of his tiny chair and joined the 15 squares sitting in the interview area. As he walked by, I inhaled old sweat and patchouli and a tiny bit of motorcycle oil. Nice. Again, he crammed himself into another seat that was much too small for him smiling knowingly at the judge as he did it. This sort of thing must have happened to Phil Jackson all the time. Mr. Jackson, what is your occupation? Asked the DA, jumping right into the interview. He was a man with gelled hair and a thick Queen's accent. Maybe that New York boy recognized Phil too and was just fucking with him by asking his job so matter-of-fact. I'm an athlete said Phil, certainly with a twinkle in his eye. Can you clarify? Amateur? Professional? Player? Coach? I'm a forward on the New York Knicks, said Phil. Flatly. Not modestly, or immodestly. Just matter of fact. He smiled. Is there anything in your line of work that would bias you in a trial about physical brutality or violence? Uh, No. As you already heard during the introduction, this case involves a husband and wife that were violent with one another. They're dope fiends, with a number of young children. Has there been anything in your life that you've experienced as a child up to today that would bring you too close emotionally to the case and cloud your judgment. I've never run a drug ring with a significant other, no, but I was riveted. This was better than a movie, it was better than a Knicks game, at least one in the 1977 and 1978 season. Phil cleared his throat. <clears> throat> Based on what you've already told me about this case, I'd find it impossible to be unbiased. The courts are punishing two people who have been failed by society. They're making money the only way they likely know how to at this point. And until New York City starts providing better social services to those who you call quote unquote dope fiends, It makes no sense to me to punish them since we haven't provided them with the basics that they need. Food, housing, rehabilitation, continuing education, job training. So, no. I can't be unbiased. I think New York City is likely just as guilty as the couple on trial, if not more so. I applauded, assuming other people in the pool would as well. No one did. The judge shot me a dirty look. Well, that's a strong opinion, strongly stated, said the prosecutor. May I have a moment with the judge? The prosecutor, defense attorney, and judge huddled in the side of the room. Phil shot me a sheepish, knowing smile, as though to say, we're both big thinkers, you and I. And my heart absolutely melted. You'll probably hear this a lot in the other stories about Phil Jackson, but I'd never kissed a man before, and yet I would have jumped into bed with him right there on the splintery courthouse table. We've had a brief discussion, and we think it best if you were removed from the jury pool, said the judge. Mr. Jackson, thank you for your time and your candor. Good luck with the upcoming season. Here's hoping, said Phil and he grabbed his leather jacket off his chair and left the room. Based on his reaction, we also think it best that prospective juror 201 is dismissed from the jury pool as well. Oh shit, that was me! I knew I wasn't going to be picked anyway, but I didn't think I'd go out based on applause. I grabbed my own leather jacket, seeming so much more effortful and calculated than Phil's covered in safety pins and old milky coffee stains instead of scuffs from cross-country motorcycle rides. I hustled out of the courtroom so I could catch up with Phil and shoot the shit. Maybe we'd hit it off, casually discussing the unfair criminalization of drugs in the city. We could go somewhere and get greasy hamburgers, smoke pot in the park. We could go watch some pickup by the nearest school and join in with the kids and make their day. But when I went outside... Phil was walking away with a group of friends who had been waiting to pick him up. Some well-maintained babes in fur coats on the arms of some rich guys in leisure wear. These weren't the people I'd hoped would be friends with Phil. Eclectic, cerebral losers like the Knicks. And like me. These were Upper East Side Opportunists coming to pick up their wild child. Well, I wasn't picked, Phil told them, laughing. A redhead in all Halston gave him a wrist-forward high-five and a cigarette. Jackson disappeared into their ranks and they walked up Center Street in a smoky huddle, lost in the New York ecosystem. To rub it in, I was never called for jury duty again. And he went to New Jersey and played for the Nets for two years.